0: years I've shared my story with many of you, a story rich in struggle and perseverance. As a child I was met with immeasurable odds, born in the city of Goldsboro, North Carolina and raised by my grandmother. Despite her efforts to protect me from desperate conditions, I was exposed to violence, incest, crack addiction and a whole lot of other shit a young soul should never have to endure. At times, I don't know if I'm haunted by my past, or if it's my superpower. At age six, I had a self-proclaimed prophecy that the world would know my name. I'm still fulfilling that prophecy. I'm here to do what I've always done, give you my story with the hope that it changes the world, or at least the world around you. Yo, what's good? It's your King Forever Burrow. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Burrow. That you find on my ladies' posting content, yo. So, guys, this week I got something a little special for y'all. Something I've been working on. It's a little backstory. I was praying and just, you know, asking God for direction. And, you know, I got a lot of things that I am invested into right now, from a space of uh starting my own company. And, you know, everything really comes down to things that matter, like capital and You know, relationships and building a network. And that's something that I'm still putting together as we speak. So, you know, the more I strengthen those things, the more that the likelihood of success as a company will be to me. And, you know, this year I said that everything was about execution. So we talk a lot about the ideas that we have. We talk a lot about the dreams that we have. We have to also communicate that we're executing. Those things. The execution is important because, without that, there is no dream. There is no vision. You can't achieve a vision without the execution. Right? Execution is important. It's the core of achieving the things that you have believe or faith in. Right? Execution. It's almost like there's scripture in the Bible that says, "Faith without work is dead." And I've always taken that to mean that, like, you can have faith in something, but you have to work in order to receive what you have faith in. You understand what I'm saying? So it goes back to executing against the dream. You can have the dream, you can have the faith, but you have to execute and work in order to achieve that dream or vision. I was watching, or matter of fact, I was listening to a podcast, and I think it was social proof, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Social Proof. And I was listening to um, a speaker by the name of Ashley Kirkwood, right? And she was talking on the show, and she was basically going through her career, and she is a you know college-educated lawyer, right, who graduated from Northwestern, I believe, and uh, went on to work at one of the top law firms in the world, and the number one law firm in Chicago. And she was making... Around three hundred thousand dollars at the height of her career, which, only, which was only a couple of years after she graduated from college. So she was doing really well, but you know, she faced her adversity in those roles, and you know it inspired her to take a leap of faith and to go into business for herself. and you know the first couple of things she tried, like the ebook, it didn't work, and then you know, or it did work eventually, but she just kept going back to the table and kind of reinventing her plan. Uh, She ultimately now is a very successful uh, public speaker and um, host and, you know, just uh, someone blazing the trails. It reminded me how I always thought about being a public speaker. That was like, and so she has this program that she sells like a lot of other uh, people who are leading in the industry. They're not going back and they're teaching and uh, they're providing that resource to people. She talked about help with developing your signature speech and your uh, signature program. Um, and also the markets that you want to reach and you know, branding yourself and 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 those things, right? And having your plan on how you're gonna attract bookings. And so I was like, I really zeroed in on the on the signature speech because she really made that like a thing. In fact, she has a class on how to write your signature speech. And I really just started doing my research, like, you know, signature speech, Googling it, you know, going on YouTube, and you know, signature speech and signature talk would always be the results. And so as I started to kind of put two and two together people have what they call a signature talk which is sometimes used in uh the same breath as signature speech i guess there's subtleties in both right you know how you deliver your 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 speeches your signature talk in my in my humble opinion and you know what you write is your actual signature speech so you know i had been thinking about going home and writing my signature speech over the last two weekends and um i kept getting writer's block right i think i've had writers block for quite some time i think i might have had some 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 trauma from uh when i got my uh, bachelor's degree and all of the writing i had to do uh, in that uh in that in, the, in those in that program my undergraduate so anyway i was having writers block and i was like yo i got to figure something out like what is going to be my signature speech so i started playing around with different um topics right uh and you know different titles and you know ultimately it, it led me to doing good with good intentions, right? And I just had that thought in the bathroom, uh, which is uh, a place that has given me a lot of visions uh, throughout my life. And you'll you'll know more about what I mean with that as we go on. But doing good with good intentions, that became the title to my uh, my signature speech. And so I put together a rough draft of it, and I'm going to go over it. Uh, with you guys tonight on the podcast. And that's the special thing that I was talking about earlier. Um, It's a special episode. Uh, I've never done anything like this. Um, So it's like my first time. So it's crazy. I'm recording my podcast in my home office, right? Uh, And I'm still somehow finding myself somewhat nervous to to present this. But, you know, here goes nothing, (laughs) as they say. All right. So excuse me if I stumble, right? I guess this is the title to my signature speech, doing good with good intentions. Profound, or at least I thought, or maybe not. Maybe it sounds self-centered, or maybe it's too corny. My people wouldn't want to hear it. But what if they needed to hear it? What if they really needed to know that success is really about doing good with good intentions? When I was six, I had this vision that the world would know my name. I wanted to be someone who inspired change. I wanted to be like Martin Luther King or Malcolm X. I guess even at that age, I knew both of their messages were needed. At their core, they both were doing good with good intentions. They were inspiring change in the world. They were leaders from our communities. Communities that were black and brown, they spoke with the power of 30 million black people. I felt proud to be one of those people. A member of a community of such strong and resilient people, resourceful, innovators, philosophers, poets, educators, judges, kingpins, hustlers, risk takers, and trendsetters. Being Black was a vibe to me in 1992. I loved our people, and I wanted to be just like Martin or Malcolm. I wanted to be street smart, but also a scholar and an orator. I used to use words that I had heard while watching TV or ear hustling in grown folks' business. I would use them to give speeches in the bathroom. I would imagine a large crowd. Like the one King gave his iconic, I have a dream speech. Or like the crowds Malcolm would gather speaking on street corners in Harlem. They were inspiring us to rise. Rise above the oppression. Rise above the mediocrity. Malcolm told us power was in economics and politics. That power is what controls society, at least in America. Martin told us to be dignified, but fierce. All I wanted to do was do good with good intentions. It wasn't about me. It was about us. A people that resided in the ghettos of America and Black suburbians. I wanted to carry those 30 million Black people everywhere I went. I was a proud Black boy. My grandmother showed me confidence at a very young age. No matter what we had or didn't have, she was upright. She carried herself with class. She was smart and well-dressed. She had a high school diploma hanging on our living room wall. I took that she was proud to be an educated Black woman. It's what made me think at a very young age that I would graduate from high school for sure. I had every intention of being someone educated. I've gone on to earn degrees at Central Texas College and Rutgers University, Camden, 2019. My grandfather worked at a tobacco house next door to us. He was a simple man. He would work and handle the manly task around the house. He would drink his wild Irish rolls, a salt rim beer, until he would pass out on the front porch. He showed me a man should work. I now manage a warehouse with almost 100 associates. I've led soldiers in the united states army they both show me the power of doing good with good intention all right guys like i said man this was a special episode um that speech means a lot to me uh there's a lot of uh jewels that are uh very dear to me in my early childhood and just growing up with my grandparents and you know just having that vision early in life to want to be someone who impacted change in the world so Again, man, appreciate the love. Uh, second episode of the second season. More in store, a lot more in store. And look out for me, man. I'll be publicly speaking somewhere soon. Very soon. Shout out to all the ones before me and all the ones to go. Love.